Uh-oh, guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Guess what day it is? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? <laughs> Mike, 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 what day is it, Mike? Huh? Huh? Anybody? Listen, guess what day it is? <laughs> oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Huh? Guess what today is? Huh? Hey, hey, listen, guess what today is? <laughs> guess what day it is? Hey, what day is it, Mike? Mike, 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 anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? It's hump day. Hump day! Hump, hump, hump day! Hump, 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 hump day! Woo! Listen to that crowd on a Wednesday. Yeah. Ah, the day after the election. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yep. Yeah. It's Thank done and over, over with. Yeah. At least in Indiana. I know some of these other states are dragging along and are talking about recounts or runoffs or whatever. But here in Indiana, we know how to do it. We got it done right. Yeah, we just all vote for Republicans and don't bother uh, having an erase. Yeah, that, that's true. So, you know. I think we have a phone call. Oh, okay. Yeah, hang on. Okay. Reach over uh, there. Caller, you're on the air. Hello. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing fine. Good. Hey, I got a couple of questions. Um, I don't know if the voting machines are the same in every county, but no. If you want to run a split ticket, is it as obfuscated there as it is here, where you have to kind of not press one of the main buttons and hit the next button, which is kind of hidden down the lower right of the screen? Um, if you split your ticket here, which I did yesterday, uh, they you know at the very beginning there. There are three, I think there's three buttons there, the Democratic button, the Republican button, and the Libertarian button. And you could just push that button and be done and walk out of there. But if you split your ticket, um, it all shows up above. You just, you know, go to the next page. It shows up above, and then you have to read through and pick the right candidates. Yeah, I mean, I had to ask twice to figure out how to get, you know, a split ticket because it, it, you know, it's hiding down the lower right. It's like I think the usual temptation is to choose the one that you are most aligned with, and of course, you don't have a choice. Uh, yeah. Well, and according to the the, I got to get the correct name, the election summary report that uh, was given out last night, and of course, this is unofficial. Uh, the election will not be official until the 18th when the election board reviews everything and then gives their stamp of approval for it. But the unofficial results show that 4,826 people voted a straight Republican ticket in Marshall County. 959 Democrats voted a straight Democratic ticket in Marshall County. And one Libertarian voted a straight Libertarian ticket. In Marshall County. There's no statistic about who voted split tickets then. Well, I, I, I divided it up. So I, I took all of our voters we had, which the total okay. was 12,933 registered voters. No, that's not registered. That's, that's how many people voted. I took that number and divided it by the straight party tickets. So 7,147 people split their ticket. 
okay. And then that's actually a better result. Because I was looking at, you know, what we had here. Of course, I can't find the number of total votes cast. But um, if you look at the actual, you know, who won, I mean, they were pretty much all Republicans, which for this county, I mean, over in Stark, seems a little oh, odd. But yes. But not so odd. So, yeah, it's like I need to stop, you know, um, how do you say, supporting candidates because every candidate I've supported is lost. <laughs> uh, well, uh, unfortunately, that, you know, oh, and over there, that's really strange because that's more of a Democratic county over there. Yeah. I suspect the most recent president has had influence on uh, how people vote. Um, you know, I, I think that. Yeah, I would probably agree with you on part of that. The, um, yeah, the current it's, one it's, does so too, I think. <laughs> Our former <laughs> one, you know, some Republic. Me personally, I am a registered Republican, and yeah. I have nothing at this point good to say about Trump. And if he yeah, would go on the well, ballot next time. No, I would I would not vote I for him. I voted for him twice. No, no, I voted for him once. The first time I went independent. Um, I think I did the Libertarian Johnson in 2016 because I knew there would be a wide enough margin where I didn't have to worry about my vote. <laughs> uh, last time I actually voted for him. And then, of course, he did a couple of things that really turned me off, and that kind of was the end of that. But um, I, I guess my other question is I was talking to some friends, and, you know, you have, like, commissioners, okay? Yes, been in multiple generations. How is that democratic? Um, inherited the seat from his father. It's like medieval Europe. Nobody inherited a seat. I mean, here. I mean, there's. Uh, well, I mean, okay, maybe. I mean, it's been two generations of the same same family in the same place. I'm, I don't want to say too much because. I don't want to sound like I'm picking, but you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh well, um, if you're, are you talking about Kevin Overmeyer? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was there was a break in between. I mean, he oh, didn't just okay, step into his father's seat. Uh, there was a break okay. in between uh, when his dad was yeah. no longer commissioner, and then. I'm sorry, go ahead. He and then he was actually caucused in uh, to that okay. first seat. Uh, yeah, that, that's a good segue. So when they had the sheriff's election last time after Sheriff Chamberlain died, right? Correct. There was a caucus. Jenny was there was a, there was a three-way split. In order to solve the split, they brought in who we now have as a sheriff, which was actually never voted on by the public. It was just kind of put in there. Um, and then, of course, when you have people voting straight tickets, it kind of perpetuates that. I mean, I guess I'm wondering how democratic is our process. If everyone kind of just follows the same kind of, you know, you know, I guess, short kind of, you know, thought. Because, you know, I'm just going to press Republicans from a Republican. I mean, I, mean I, I wish they would just do away with those buttons and make people vote on each individual person. Uh, that would be nicer, I think. Um, although I will tell you, when I, I voted yesterday, I was talking to one of the people that was working in the precinct. And they said that at at one polling site... And it was during early voting, so before election day, it took one person forty-five minutes to vote on on their ballot here in Marshall County. I, I mean, Did I, they have to each letter. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't understand what took so long that uh, there's there weren't that many pages, and. I, I think when you go to the polls, you already know who you're going to vote for. So basically, you're just looking for their name. 
Well, I mean, I have to admit, there were some of the people I didn't, I didn't, honestly, I have to confess, I didn't do a good job researching all my candidates here. So um, I actually talked to some because I was stumping for the respective candidates outside the polling place. And I was asking my questions about a particular office. And um, I never really got straight answers. But they both have to follow the law. They're both highly qualified. Like, well, that helps. Um, but I ended up voting for the, for the incumbent in that particular case. Um, but, you know, we have five pages here on our, on our machine. I think uh, ours was about that. And I lost my train of thought. Um, uh, yeah, never I lost my train of thought. Senior moment. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it just, I don't know. I just, I'm just kind of, just kind of dumbfounded by some of the way things are. I mean, it's no reason, you know, like this, I don't know. I think we should just really stop with this, you know, vote by party. We should vote by the candidate. I would totally agree with you, but. This is and this is an opinion show, so I'm going to agree with your opinion. <laughs> Thank you very much, and, and with that, I would say top of the morning, and I'll be interested to see what other people have to say. All right. Thank you. Thanks for the call. All right, we have another call. We have another call. Yes. Jason, how are you, man? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. It's the Hoosier Lottery Man. Well, good morning. Good morning, and you know, you know what we have to talk about: Powerball. Powerball's been in the news a little bit. <laughs> Do you think? So, um, I, I, you know, I think we all—if anybody who listened to the radio this morning or watched TV news, national news—knows there's one sole winner in California that won two billion dollars what a number it that is a large number and to have only one winner is pretty amazing when you think of the combinations that are out there it, it's pretty wild i think yeah, that i mean it go ahead it's jason been quite a yeah it's been quite a quite a ride the last couple of weeks with the uh, jackpot continuing to roll and uh, certainly uh, the eyes on the news to see see what the numbers are and uh, folks you know looking looking at their opportunities and uh, playing and having a good time playing so um, to have one winner in California now uh, we'll sit back and, and we'll get to that person to claim uh, and you know what's uh what an opportunity for that uh, individual or group we'll see yeah. who claims um, and uh, to have that sum of money that's a that's a responsibility <laughs> and uh, yeah, we certainly want them to be prepared and uh, hope they go about that claiming process in the right way I actually had somebody tell me yesterday that they did not buy a Powerball ticket because that was just too much money that they bought a Mega Millions and a Hoosier Lotto ticket instead because they didn't want that responsibility of that kind of money. There's truth to that, isn't it? The, I'm pretty sure there probably is. Now, and the nice thing about it is in California, they, they at some point, they will have to announce who that winner is. Rather, it's a corporation or an individual or a group. Um, it will come out. But they have up to, what, 365 days to claim their ticket? I believe that's what I heard. You know, each state is a little bit different. Uh, here in Indiana, you have 180 
Okay. Uh, but I do believe I heard uh, go on to find And and you know, I, I, how if you were that winner, how could you keep your mouth shut? I mean, I would have trouble for just a month trying. But in in Cal- California, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elon Musk probably won, and he doesn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. Well, you know, you just want you, you hope for this person to have a, a good support system and uh, person or group to have a good support system and a trustworthy network that they can count on. That's a, that's a big responsibility, as you've been saying. It certainly is. So, Jason, do we know at all, like here in Indiana, if we had any major winners? Um, you know, yes, with the Powerball. Right throughout the last couple of weeks, you know, with. Uh, sales certainly surging with Powerball jackpot increases. Uh, there have been more uh, more local winners uh, in Indiana at the second, third tiers. Um, we've had multiple non-winning tickets, non, non-jackpot winning tickets here in Indiana, ranging from uh, four to two million dollars since this started in August on August sixth. Uh, we've had twenty-eight uh, Hoosier. Uh, Powerball, a lot of Powerball players claim uh, prizes of $50,000 or more oh. during that ban. That's a quite a large number. Yes, yes there's, uh, there's certainly been uh, quite a few winners here in Indiana. Well, the other thing I want to ask you about Powerball is the delay that happened. That, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, you know... Uh, the one thing that has to happen is you've got to follow all the all the procedures and protocols, and really all states need to, you know, report what's been sold and uh, make sure everything is set before that drawing occurs, and that's what happened. One state needed to, uh, like one state needed to report, so that was the cause for the delay. And and sure could- everything. Could that be caused by an overwhelming response to buy tickets and it just slowed down the process? Or do you think uh, of maybe equipment failure or something? I I don't know the specifics to it. I mean, certainly with the surge of sales, that probably has much to do with it. Well, it's interesting. So people have another chance tonight with Powerball, but it's a measly $20 million. <laughs> Only $20 million. Yeah. I'll tell you what. So, Isn't that something, though, you know, that um, a jackpot rolling since August 6th, and now <laughs> and now we go back to where it starts. Yep, the 20 million. Exactly. Um, now, um, also drawing tonight, then, is the Hoosier Lotto. Yep, Hoosier Lotto is at $4.2 million. That's a nice that, chunk of that. change for a smaller lottery that, you know, I mean, we don't limit who can buy tickets for the Hoosier Lotto, but your chance of winning in the Hoosier Lotto is way better than Powerball or Mega Millions. Yeah, well, the, the overall odds are 1 in 6 for Hoosier Lotto for various prize points, uh, prize levels. Um, and, you know, I think we talked last time, so recently, Hoosier Lotto was up towards $19.5 million. Uh, that's the number that was last one. So uh, the jackpot is starting to climb once again. Very good. And then um, then coming up on Friday, uh, Mega Millions is moving up there. 
Mega Millions is uh, nearing 200 million. It's at 189 million currently. Yes, the next uh, next drawing is Friday evening. I I I could probably get by with that. You think? I I think I could. <laughs> but you just never know. You never know if if there's enough or too much. <laughs> so we uh. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's, uh, I guess that's, that's a personal decision, you know, it's interesting. What is that threshold of, I'm going to play this game versus that game? What, what feels good to me? Definitely. Uh, and and uh, we're getting to that time of the year where those holiday scratch-offs are definitely coming to mind. It's a great gift-giving opportunity, and We've got the new lineup of holiday scratch-offs, and soon we'll have some fast-play games, holiday fast-play games launching for this uh, for the season coming up. All right. Well, let's talk about these scratch-off tickets. Yep. So we've got we've got a holiday scratch-off uh, ranging uh, one dollar holiday doubler, two dollar holiday seven, three dollar holly jolly bingo, and a five dollar <laughs> Merry money. And uh, coming up uh, later in the month, we'll have some fast play offerings, including a $1 Jingle Bucks, $2 Peppermint Payout, and $3 Frosty Fortune. And lottery tickets actually make a, a, a great gift for somebody. Um, and in fact, I have to tell you that uh, we're getting ready to have uh, our annual Shop with the Cup and emergency services radio auction. We have done this for, gosh, I have to go back and look, but I think we're probably 15 or 16 years. Um, we the, the Fraternal Order of Police uh, go out, and they have a committee, and they bring in auction items, and then we do an all-day auction live on the radio. We have pictures up on our website so that you can see the auction items, and people call in and bid. And yesterday, somebody brought in a big green Christmas wreath, and it was decorated with Hoosier Lottery scratch-off tickets. Wow. So, right? yep, that's it exactly. sure was. And that's they—they they had been waiting. Actually, they had brought in several prizes um, that had some other lottery tickets in them too. Uh, so they must be, you know, have fun playing the lottery. But uh, they were waiting for the Christmas ones to come out just so they could do their last prize uh, for the auction. So um, I'll send you a picture of it, Jason. Yeah, please do. Please <laughs> do. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, gifting these Who's the Lottery games continues to be popular, uh, these holiday scratch-offs throughout the holidays in Indiana. Uh, the new, the new scratch-offs certainly make the, the holiday shopping, giving experience uh, a little quicker and a little easier for folks. Um, they're, they're definitely, uh, you know, definitely convenient gifts of entertainment for your friends. Definitely. Um, also, want to talk. Uh, well, first off, I, we should mention though, if you're gifting lottery tickets and you get a winner uh, for your scratch off, then you have to be eighteen or twenty one. Oh, I'll, to yeah. claim your prize. <laughs> Certainly, players. Players must be 18, 18 or older. Okay. So, you know, if you gift it to somebody under the age of 18, they cannot claim that price. Somebody else is going to have to claim it for them. But uh, 
So yeah, this is more of an adult gift. Yeah, and we yes, that's right. We would definitely encourage please please gift responsibly by only giving to <laughs> giving to adults eighteen and older. That is important. I will tell you that um, my grandkids in South Carolina they're uh, of age, and uh, we do that Saran wrap ball. At Christmas, where you wrap up all these prizes in saran wrap over and over and over, and it's it's a complicated process. And then you put on oven mitts and try and take the saran off. And uh, there's always scratch off tickets in there too. So uh, you know somebody that, might consider some fun like that. That sounds like a challenging game that may go on throughout the entire year. <laughs> oven mitts and a saran wrap ball. Yes. And, you know, the, wow. the trick with the saran wrap ball is you just don't do a continuous roll of saran. It's a piece. So you tear off a sheet and you put the prize in and you wrap it. And then you tear off another sheet and wrap it and tear off and tear off and wrap and put prizes in between the different levels. Because if you just had one sheet, it would go way too easy. So it's that getting started on that next piece is, is the trick to the whole thing. That sounds like one of those games that really pass the family time during the entire week. I got to tell you, in ours too, uh, there's lottery tickets and then there's little bottles of alcohol that go in that lottery ball or in that ball too. So it it can be a wild and crazy time uh, in the Hunsberger house when they do that stuff. (laughs) But family tradition. Yeah, there you go. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about winners. Uh, we, um, we haven't, believe it or not, I, I went back just one month from today just to see, um, and, and of course, only if you're a $600 winner or more, uh, does it show up. And I just did the city of Plymouth, uh, to see, um, and we had talked about it, um, before, but we did have a $50,000, um, Powerball winner back on October the 13th. And, and he had purchased his ticket at the Speedway gas station up on North Michigan Street. So uh, Albert Bozo uh, was that winner. So, you know, you can win. I mean, there's chances to win on that Powerball. But uh, there's some other winners. Joe Slater won $2,500 in nines in a line at Casey's on October the 17th. James Beckin or yeah, Beckham won $2,000 playing the $3,000 jumbo cash at Low Bob's in Plymouth. Penny Dixon won $2,500 on October the 25th playing back Black Diamond Dazzler at the B&G Petroleum in Plymouth. And on an unlucky day, October the 13th, James Whitcraft won $1,000 on the Hoosier Lotto at uh, Murphy's USA. So it, it kind of shows you some of the winners that can be out there. I mean, you've always got a chance. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at this uh, roster of Powerball wins. Uh, on the six. Powerball. There's a number of North Central Indiana. $50,000 in South Central. Oh, and we we did uh, Columbia City. So there's, you know, there there was um, uh, a Rochester winner. Oh, on Cash Five last week too. 
that we that's, talked yeah, about. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Five jackpot. And so that that was a cool thing. There's a, I, I tell you what, you know, we meet, we meet these winners, we interview them. Uh, it's a great day for them, but the amount of winners this last, last couple of weeks has really, really picked, picked up. Uh, I've had a lot of conversations with them. Good tons of money. So, you know, uh, and, and uh, that, that also lends ourselves, you know, to a, a good opportunity to remind even the winners of, Okay, this responsibility and, and uh, the opportunity you have. Uh, we remind them of all the resources on our website, you know, for responsible gaming and and uh, you know how to uh, manage uh, the prize that they want. Yeah, you, you want to manage it so it sticks way. around for a while. <laughs> in, in a positive way. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Well, Jason, uh, thank you for chatting with us this morning. We'll talk with you in December. Yeah, my pleasure. I look forward to being back with you in December. Um, you know, it's going to turn really cold here soon. I guess it's becoming the winter season before our eyes. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. I, I'm guessing that some of the lottery scratch-off tickets will probably turn to winter, too. <laughs> oh, those holiday scratch-offs, I tell you. Yep, we know it's the season. Very good. Well, you have a great day. You too. Great talking. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, you want to take a break? Uh, it's fine with me. Okay. We are uh, we do have a pair of tickets. We don't have them in hand yet today. Today is <clears throat> Wednesday. They're going to bring them in on Thursday for me. Um, so we are going to give away uh, a pair of tickets um, for the Reese. But be, we'll do that in our second break. I'm hoping that way we can play another little piece of their music. Uh, so people can get an idea about the music that it's going to be performing down at the Reese on Saturday. But in the meantime, Rusty, you got a prize to give away. Uh, yeah, it's a car wash at 821, uh, right down by uh, Oliver Ford. Also, uh, Martin's down there. They're right across the street. It's the shiny place that there's, like, cars in all the time. So uh, even if you don't win this, go down and see them. It is uh, it is. It's a good car wash. So call our six five seven four nine three six four zero nine six five seven four nine three six four zero nine six and caller number what did I say five six six caller number six uh, gonna get the car wash at eight twenty one caller six caller number six. I found the place to shop Black Friday. Kohl's. I earned Kohl's cash on everything I bought. Got 15% off and saved big with their early access deals like sweats for under $10, a throw blanket for just $8.49, and boots for $16.99. Did I mention these deals are for a limited time? Don't wait. Get more gifts and more savings at Kohl's. Select styles. Deals valid through November 10th. 15% off for valid through November 10th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste. Large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local, family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. 
Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. The First United Church of Christ at 321 North Center Street in Plymouth will host its annual Bethlehem Market this Saturday from 830 until 2. Shoppers will find handmade craft items, locally made artistry, homemade sweets, and more. The Bethlehem Market will have delicious food available and even hourly door prizes. Start your holiday shopping at the First United Church of Christ Bethlehem Market at the corner of Center and Adams Streets in downtown Plymouth this Saturday from 8.30 till 2. I taught for 20 years until I started forgetting my lectures. Eventually, he had to quit. Getting his early Alzheimer's diagnosis was hard, but it gave us time to take control of the situation together. I can't imagine going through this without him. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. For more information, visit alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Tune to FM 106.1 and AM 1050 WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. And what's your opinion? Phone lines are open at 574-936-4096. So call now and join the fun. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. Kevin going to be uh, getting a car wash. Woohoo! Good for Kevin. You're going to like it. My Even my kids endorse this. Uh, because they they bought one for the Rocky auction. Ah, very good. Or one of them ended up with one from the Rocky auction. And they were auction. impressed. They didn't have to go oh, out there and do it, it themselves, huh? He was Nathan. Um, <laughs> he's kind of painstakingly... Ooh. Well, I mean, he keeps his car outside clean. Inside, not so much. But uh, outside, he keeps it tidy. So, tidy. Yeah, tidy. Um. Okay. Instead of going over, if you want to hear more political news results, let me know what what you want to hear specifically, um, and I can look them up for you instead of just reading through a list of names and numbers and names and numbers. Um, Commissioner Kevin Overmeyer, yesterday when he was on the show, we talked about the Marshall County Courthouse going green for Veterans Day. Uh, you know, Veterans Day is coming up this Friday. There will be a service at the courthouse at 11 a.m. But uh, Operation Greenlight for Veterans is actually a national campaign uh, that has started. And uh, it, it started actually for, for the National Association of Counties. And so they contacted the State Association of Counties and our our. Uh, Association of Indiana Counties, David Bodorf, who's the director, then contacted all the counties and suggested they go green this week for Veterans Day. So if you drive by the courthouse in the evening, 
uh, you will see the green lights shining on the courthouse there. It's so funny. I, I showed a picture to Jim Masters last night because he was working at the clerk's office with me. Right. And he goes, uh, yeah, what am I supposed to see? I said, well, the courthouse with the green lights on it. He goes, Kathy, I'm colorblind. I said, oh, oh. I forgot. I forgot. He could I see the courthouse, but he couldn't see the color of the lights. So um, we talked about it. He did not get to go to the commissioner's meeting, so he has the recording of it that he's going to listen. I said, you might want to check that out. Um, and, and maybe on your way out tonight, get a picture of the courthouse so that yeah. uh, you could do a little something about it. So if you wonder what's going on, that's why the courthouse is green. It's actually for uh, veterans. Um, basically, Marshall County is showing their appreciation for the veterans by having the courthouse veiled in green this week. Um, but it's also to let the veterans and their families know uh, that there are resources available for veterans at the county level. I know one of those, depending on uh, your your service and if you have a disability or whatever, there can be a break uh, on your property taxes. So um, just something that I, I people will ask, like, you know, why, why is the courthouse green? Now you know why the courthouse is green. Yeah. I thought it was because they were celebrating the fact that Shrek was elected to office. <laughs> I guess I'm wrong, as usual. Um, I did get a uh, press release from the Argus Community Schools. They are partnering with Cultivate Food Rescues, um, and they're actually doing a backpack program, which is really cool. Uh, we've ta talked with Todd Zeltwanger once uh, about the Cultivate program, and especially right now, Rusty, I know you go up to the Notre Dame football games. Yeah. Um, what, what, what kind of food are, are, are you allowed to enjoy uh not much what would you have last weekend do you know what uh last that? weekend i don't know that was ron's weekend ago oh, okay. um last time i was there there was a hot dog and some chili okay it was a boiled hot dog <laughs> and chili of a grilled or yeah. and then uh later on they brought out uh the hamburgers weren't bad um but you, they don't one time we got on. Uh, I was going to say because I kind of yeah. want you to talk about. You actually got off on the wrong floor. No, well, we got or something. There was something that happened. We get, we ended up on the wrong elevator. Somebody drove. So we they brought us up through the NBC suite. Yes. One of the NBC suites. Okay. There was lobster, prime rib. I mean, this huge <laughs> buffet of just ridiculous food. food. So, and we walked through and. Had a boiled hot dog that was wrapped in a wrapper. <laughs> a piece of foil, yeah. basically. Yep. So what Cultivate does, especially at one of these Notre Dame events, the food that is left over, so the food that has not been served, put in the trays, you know, if it's put in the trays and gone to the sweets, it's trash. Yeah, you can't. But downstairs, no. they, they cook ahead, so they have... Then they have food left over. That food is shared, given basically to cultivate. And in return, they take that food and repackage it into uh, single meals for individuals. And so what they are doing now uh, with the Argus Community Schools is they are doing a backpack program. So those Argus Elementary students, I believe there are 20 of them, 
actually are provided with a frozen. It comes as a frozen, kind of like a TV dinner, basically, right. is what it looks like. Yeah. Um, and, and so on Friday, um, the students get their food for the weekend. And um, and actually, they've been able to do, they did over fall break, and they're planning to do over Christmas holiday, too, to make sure that the students have plenty of food. You know, mm. they have a good balanced meal to eat at least once a day in there. So um, there is some cost involved and um, Argus Community Schools have been able to partner with American, it's one of them, and then they've had some anonymous donations too uh, to help provide that program. But um, the teachers have seen a difference in the students when they are not having to worry about what might be available for dinner on Saturday or Sunday uh, that they're they don't have to worry about food and and they come back in a better way so they end up with all kinds of creative meals basically uh, that are from other places not just Notre Dame if Century Center is having a, a an event and that food is left over instead of you know trying to make it into something different right. um, and, and reuse it or whatever, uh, they are donating it. And it's a, it's a great opportunity. Yeah. And so um, the Argus Community Schools wanted to thank those who have stepped up. Um, there are others who have donated in the Argus area, Bulldogs Drive-In and the Argus United Methodist Church. Uh, both have hosted fundraisers to help with this. So yeah. uh, it's just a neat thing. And I, I was tickled to death uh, to see good things like that happening down in the Argus community. Right. Well, you know, that, that program is uh, that's a good one because um, they've, they've been struggling. Well, we got the new uh, factory out. They're going to take that uh, food waste and they're going to make it into energy. Exactly. But, I mean, that, yeah. that's kind of a push. And when you see how much food gets wasted in this country yes. every day, it's just... It's well, we do, we do it in our own home. Well, I, mean, I mean, there you know, I just threw away a pound of hamburger because stupid me, I thought I was going to make the chili, and I left it. So I left it, you know, unfrozen in the refrigerator, and right. I looked at it on Friday and went uh, October twenty seventh, and it was turning brown. So it went into the trash, and I bought a new pound of hamburger on Sunday, and I made the chili on Sunday this time. So there, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, but. You know, just if I'd have just thrown it in the freezer, I yeah. would have been fine. But I didn't, and I wasted it. Yeah. And a pound of hamburger isn't cheap anymore. Well, I mean, there's a there's a lot of stuff that that is perfectly fine. Um, that they don't like you said extra and everything else mm-hmm. they don't use in the restaurant. There's no reason that should get thrown away, but it does. And I get it. There are laws against. Laws to protect are, your yes, sanitation yes. and things like that. I get that. You can't take something out of the buffet and serve it later right. or whatever. But, um, you know, there, there's a lot of people that would like to have that throwaway oh, stuff. Oh, you weren't kidding. So, um, yeah, I think it's great to find a way to recycle that food so it doesn't go to waste. Huh. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, Marsh County Sheriff Matt Hassel released the October Jail and Sheriff's Department report. The top 10 offenses for being booked into the Marshall County Jail in October. The number one was failure to appear. You've already been in trouble. You have an order to appear. And you fail to show up in court when you're supposed to. 17 people were arrested in October for failure to appear. Okay. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Number two was operating while intoxicated with 13 individuals being arrested. And number three was possession of marijuana with 11 people being arrested. Going down from there, number four was possession of cocaine or narcotics, seven people arrested. Number five, possession of paraphernalia with seven people being arrested. Number six is possession of methamphetamine with six people being arrested. The seventh reason people were booked into the Marshall County Jail was criminal recklessness. There were five arrests there. Then number eight was domestic battery with four people being arrested. Number nine was violation of home detention or pretrial release with four people being arrested. And the last one was driving while suspended with three people being arrested. A total of 81 individuals were booked into the Marshall County Jail in October. Um, and then they break it down by the different police agencies in the county. Argus had no arrest. Bourbon had two. Bremen arrested four people. Culver Police had three arrests. La Paz Police had no arrest. The Indiana State Police had no arrest. The DNR had no arrest. The Plymouth Police Department had eight arrests. The Community Corrections Program had three arrests. And the Marshall County Sheriff's Department had 60 people arrested last month. The average daily population in the Marshall County Jail for October was 125.8 people. Six months ago in April, that average daily population was 144.5. And just one year ago in October, the average daily population was 163 people. So a dramatic reduction there. Yeah. The, actually, the population count for the day that they did the report was on November the 7th. And um, at that time, there were 113 people in the jail. Three of those people, or inmates, were awaiting sentencing. Six inmates were serving time on misdemeanor charges. 22 inmates were serving time for felony charges. 74 people were being held in the Marshall County Jail as pre-trial. Seven were waiting for arraignment, and one person was being held for another agency, so somewhere else. Of the 113 inmates in the Marshall County Jail, 90 of them were male and 23 were females. For the Sheriff's Department, there are currently 1,380 active warrants. The Marshall County Sheriff's deputies investigated 88 accidents in, no, no, in October. 77 of those accidents were property damage, 10 were personal injury accidents, and one was a fatality. County officers handled 74 case reports, issued 13 warnings or citations. And looking at uh, the Central Dispatch, uh, 911 answered 2,810 administrative calls 
and 1,407 911 calls for a total of 4,217 calls. Of those 911 calls, 99.8% of them were answered in under 15 seconds. So it's That's showing good. you that yeah. there is a fast response uh, when you make a call for emergency assistance at the jail. The I got a press release from the Hoosier Valley Railroad Museum. They are gearing up for their Santa trains. Uh, the Santa trains uh, provide fun for the whole family on Saturdays. They start in late November and they run into December. Um, and they take a, a, a short coach ride. Uh, you actually get into a vintage coach, so not just a normal Ooh, train, but a vintage one. Fancy schmancy. Yes. And you go about five miles uh, from, from North Judson down to English Lake. Um, and then the train comes back to the museum. So, But during that trip, passengers get to visit with Santa. And each child gets a little gift bag from Santa, too. So, wonder who Santa is. I don't know, but there is a picture of him with this article on our website. Really? Yes, but it's from the side, so you can't really tell. Oh, I bet you could. Uh, the train departs, the Santa trains begin on November the 26th, and then again on December 3rd, 10th, 17th. And that's it. So those four four weekends will be the Santa train. Um, they leave at 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., and 3 p.m. That is central time. It takes about an hour and 15 minutes to do the whole trip. And ticket prices begin at $14. So um, they do recommend you purchasing tickets online because the Santa trains have a tendency to sell out. Yes, they uh, do. Over time. So you can go to www.hoosiervalley.org to get your tickets. But uh, And remember, they are on Central Time. That's the biggest thing yeah. for us over here, yes. So if you make an appointment for 8 o'clock ride, you probably better be there by <laughs> 7 or you're not going to be getting on the train. And like you said, they're full, so they can't just... It's not like the airline. They can't just bump somebody <laughs> off the flight and let you go. So No, yeah. They're, they're kind of, you're, you're at, they're, you know, there's yeah. only so many seats, folks. Yep, there is. Fortunately, we don't have to worry about COVID right now. No. So you can sit side by side, seat to seat. I mean, uh, you know, other years that you've had to have spaces in between and all that kind of stuff or wear a mask. And if you want to wear a mask, that's totally fine. And sure. I, I still see a person every now and then uh, have yeah. a mask on. So I see a few. Yeah. If you don't want to, you know, honestly, if you don't want to get sick with the flu or anything else that's going around, you're probably smart to wear a mask when you're you. out and about uh, in in locations. So. You know, we can uh, scream and yell about how much good it does, but I think logically speaking, it does some good. I, I'm, I'm one of those people that feels an attempt is better than nothing. So, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, yes. well, you know, I'm going to die from this, so I'm not going to take any precautions whatsoever to protect myself from it because that's my right. Yes, it is. And 
that's fine. But we know, I know you personally have a hand, a thing about hand sanitizer. Oh, yes, I do. And it's <laughs> so, yeah, it finally, it finally <laughs> makes me seem normal. That yes. I can't pass a bottle of hand sanitizer without using it. So I just like hand sanitizer. And I'm not trying to protect myself from anything. I just like it. So, yeah. Is it the, they all smell different. So yeah. it's not. I kind of is it like, amazing that how it dries so quickly? Yeah. I mean, it's like you put it on your hands, it's wet, and then poof, it's yeah. like dry. What, what is it? The the slipperiness feel in your I, hands? It feels what is good it? in your hands. I like the smell too. I kind of like that that really clean alcoholy smell. So <laughs> let me see if I can get you a candle that has a clean alcohol yeah, smell. Yeah, see, I always want. I don't ever want those kitchen smells and all that stuff. You like I, the rubbing alcohol smell I, is what yeah. you're talking about no, when we I talk like about the, alcohol, yeah. right? I kind of not like the that. bourbon smells or. No, 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 no. <laughs> I like those smells too. I mean, you gotta, you gotta use the olfactory nerves to oh. to enjoy a, a good whiskey. Part of it has to do with that smell. So, yeah, okay. I do smell that too, and I do like that as well. But uh, don't be. Uh, Just I, I wondering. Don't, yeah, I don't you know. take a swig of whiskey every time I pass the bottle. Most of the time, so. Uh, yeah, but I love hand sanitizer. Love that stuff. That's interesting. Yeah, I do. Very interesting. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, I'm just looking to see. I feel like I had another story. Do want to remind folks, yesterday we had the kids in from Plymouth High School, and the Veterans Day breakfast and program at Plymouth High School will be this Friday. Breakfast is served at 7.30 in the morning, for veterans and their significant other or right. their caregiver or whatever. And the ceremony begins at 9 a.m. Um, they do ask that you park. General parking is in the north parking lot and you would enter through door number five. If you are handicapped and need handicapped parking, that is going to be on the east side of the school. So that's between the school and the football field, kind of on the back side of Plymouth High School. And you will enter through door number six. The breakfast will be served in the multi-purpose room, and the ceremony will be just down the hall in, in the PHS Varsity Gym. So um, all veterans and their families and just even maybe some of those who are not veterans that want to come and support uh, the, the students who put this program together, uh, you know, they'd love to have you attend this Friday. The ceremony is at 9 o'clock. It is a uh, neat ceremony, too. It certainly um, is, yeah. It, it's worth going to. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're a veteran, go for the breakfast, too. It's worth going for. Uh, I haven't actually had any. I've covered the event a couple of times, and I I know it's – everybody's like, oh, get some breakfast. I'm like, uh, it's no, not really no, for me. Yeah. That's for somebody else. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, you know – I'm not a veteran. Well, we heard about those lunch ladies that they cook a mean breakfast oh, in yeah, there. They They're going to have biscuits and gravy and yep. eggs and hash browns, orange juice and coffee. So, so if you oh, uh, and some famous cinnamon or some famous um, I want to say cinnamon rolls or breakfast rolls or what do you call that? Coffee cake. Yeah, coffee, coffee cake. cake. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, Greg Hildebrand so, will be go. there with yeah. his hand out. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you are a veteran tonight. The Plymouth Elks Lodge is hosting 
a veterans meal. Uh, the Plymouth Elks Lights Lodge has is inviting all veterans to have a meal with them uh, so they can show you their appreciation. They are going to be serving two things, either a fish basket or chicken and noodles to those who have served from 5 p.m. till 7 p.m. or till they run out. So you can head out to the Plymouth Elks Lodge. That is behind Woodbury Golf Course. So you're just going to head north a little bit and uh, go down. I don't even know what the road number is out there, but I don't, I don't know what road it's on. But it's just right out there by the golf course. I don't know the name of that road either. Before you get to Veterans Parkway. Yeah. And before you get to... Uh, the roundabout. The yeah. Rusty Nixon roundabout. Yeah, the Rusty Nixon International Speedway. Kathy, I'll have you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting my map out. Airport, airport. 7B Road. Okay. 7B Road. Yeah. Yep. So. All right. All right, Rusty. Well, why don't we take a break? Yeah, we can do that. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Josh Dumpy who is going to be performing with the Greystone Monarchs. That is a 10-piece orchestra that's going to be performing this Saturday evening at the Reese. Uh, the performance starts at 7 p.m. Tickets are $40 a piece, or they start at $40 a piece. They have a higher ticket um, where you sit in the balcony and actually get the opportunity to meet Josh and the orchestra. Um, I think those might be like $65. But uh, we've got a pair of tickets, so two tickets. I don't have the tickets in hand. I will have them tomorrow in hand to give away. So if you win today, you'll stop in tomorrow to pick up your prize. But uh, we're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Josh Dumphy on Saturday evening okay. at the Reese. And let's find out which lucky listener is going to... Get that. It's going to be caller number four, five seven four nine three six four zero nine six, five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. Caller number four. If you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste. Large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. Fiber optic cable carries data literally at the speed of light. Get up to one gigabyte. Marshall County Fiber will make your old connection feel like dial-up. It's unaffected by radio wave interference and can be submerged in water without issue and is not as susceptible to harsh temperatures. Fiber does not waver with strong winds, cloudy skies, or heavy rainfall. That kind of reliability helps deliver excellent quality internet, video, and phone. 
Fiber optic cable keeps data secure. It is very difficult to tap into and gather data without alerting our network operations team to an attack. We offer several packages at varying rates and speeds to fit your needs. Call Marshall County Fiber at 574-223-2191 to get signed up today. tuned in to What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Be part of the conversation by calling 574-936-4096 or text the show at 574-307-6647. And now here's Kathy and Rusty. Uh, he told me, didn't he? KDM. Katie. KDM. KDM. Headed for a... Uh... All right, let me see. Uh, I thought you said Dunphy. Oh, Duffy, D-U-F-F-E-E, and the Greystone Monarchs. That was not him playing. No, that was that 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 was Graham <laughs> Parker. But uh... while you look for some music for him, I will let folks know. Also, coming up next Saturday, is it? Ne- yeah, next Saturday, uh, November the nineteenth, Andy Davis is going to be performing at the Reese. Tickets start at twenty-five dollars, and then the Wednesday. Thanksgiving Eve, Brett Wiscons is going to be at the Reese, and tickets are $30. Perfect. Ain't she sweet? Ain't she sweet? So I'm walking down the street, and I tell you confidentially, ain't she sweet? Wow. Uh, so, I had, my parents were old, and so... Yes. <laughs> Mine are old too. Because <laughs> I'm old now too. So. Uh, but that's a little bit of what you're going to hear. Yep. They play the music from the 30s and the 40s, I believe, or 20s and 30s. This is probably yeah. just swing, big band swing. Yeah. So, I mean, if you are a big band lover, these tickets, we're going to give away another pair of tickets on Thursday and our last pair of tickets on Friday. So, if you're so interested, uh, stay tuned because. I, and if you haven't had the opportunity to be in the Reese, this is the perfect opportunity. I got my first visit since it's been completed on Sunday. Um, they had a, a special tour, and I was able to attend that and see the Reese. It is gorgeous. Absolutely amazing. Got the opportunity to go back into um, the, oh, what do I want to call it? The kitchen area which is a catering kitchen. So they're not actually yeah. a cooking kitchen, but you bring the warm food in and they have ways to keep it warm or keep it cold um, so that you can have events there that include food. Uh, got to go behind the stage and on the stage. Saw the new handicap restrooms on the main level down there. Saw the artwork created by Heartland Artist Gallery where they took like, I don't know if there's 20, 24 maybe artists each took, they took a picture of the Reese and then cut it into 24 pieces and you, you just 
drew that part of it. Um, really a neat thing. Um, the carpet is beautiful. The detail, the decor, um, some of the wood inlays that they have are just amazing. And so there's lots of opportunities coming up. After Brett Wiscons on Wednesday, November the 23rd, that's going to be an 8 o'clock show. They, they're doing that, you know, a lot of kids and young people come home for the holiday, Thanksgiving holiday. And so there's, there's this want to get together with your friends and do something fun. And so that's why they're having Brett Wiscons uh, that day. Then on Sunday, the 27th, so this is right after, uh, no, I guess it's not right after, but the next Sunday, they're going to show The Wizard of Oz. Okay. Which, that's cool. That's a, That would be fun to see that on the screen again. Uh, coming up on Saturday, December 3rd, it's an Xmas stand-up comedy night. So, okay, Christmas comedy. So they're going to make fun of Christmas? Um, or... Could be. Could hmm. be. Hmm. Uh, there is also going to be a Christmas concert with a live nativity scene on Saturday, December the 10th at 6 p.m. for everyone. On Sunday, December the 11th at 2 o'clock, there's a matinee showing of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That is Jim's favorite Christmas movie. Really? Yes. So hmm. I think we probably will go see that. Hmm. Andy Lefwich looks to be a violinist, is going to be performing on Tuesday, December the 13th. Tickets start at $15 for there. And then Christmas Community Christmas Tree Display. Okay. I wonder. I wonder if this is what used to be at Miller's. I'm not sure. I guess. I, well, I could click on it. Maybe yeah. it's only two dollars. So let me Take see what it says. The Reese will be hosting its first annual community Christmas tree display on December the 16th from 6 to 8 p.m. and December the 17th from 10 a.m. till 1 p.m. All throughout the theater, Christmas trees will be beautifully decorated by various businesses throughout Marshall County. Each person who visits will have a chance to vote on the best decorated Christmas tree. This is a perfect opportunity to sip hot chocolate, eat sugar cookies, and spend some quality time with the family. A portion of the proceeds will be given to a local charity this holiday season. So, $2 general admission and... You get to see some beautiful Christmas trees. So two yep. days of that. Then, oh, this is a movie I detest. Uh, a Christmas Story. Why? I hate that movie. I'm I sorry. don't particularly care for uh, it, but I don't hate it. Uh, I, I I will walk out of the room if it's on. Really? Yes, I just don't like it. I don't know why. Um, they're going to show that on Sunday, December the 18th, the 2 o'clock matinee. And then on Thursday, December the 22nd at 7 p.m., Polar Express. Ooh. Which would be fun to see on the theater, you know, up on Probably. the big screen. So they also have plans for a great big New Year's bash. Uh, New Year's Eve at the Reese is going to be 
Memphis Underground, and Tyler Sherwin. So this is an event that's going to start at 6 p.m. It ends right after midnight, of course. And uh, Memphis Underground is a high-energy, versatile seven-piece band that can get people dancing. Underground's music ra ranges from R&B, contemporary dance and pop, classic rock, blues, Motown, and who knows what else. Um, and, and then see, Tyler Sherwin has gained over 2 million social media subscribers, so he is going to be performing too. Balcony seats are $125, and main floor seating is $75. So if you're looking for something to do for New Year's Eve, here's a great way to start a new tradition there. A bash. A bash. I, I, would, guess, my... I would guess, I don't know, it doesn't talk about snacks or drinks or anything. but As my kids would say, a banger. Okay. I don't know why they call a party that, but that's what they call it. That's what a party Because they is. keep, whenever I leave, whenever Maggie or I are gone for any period oh, of time. they're going to have they, a banger at yeah, the house every while time, you're not there. Every time. Yeah, we're going to have, and, they, and you know what, I I don't know. I think they, I think they might someday. I remember, okay, I remember <laughs> one time, we were, uh, Maggie and I were in St. Louis, and uh, they had a fire. And all my friends came. Wait, they had a fire? They had a fire. Well, I was, oh, you know, a, in the a fire banger. pit. Like, yeah, okay. In the, they had a, a banger around a fire, okay, I guess, is okay. what you'd Outside, call it. Outside, not inside yeah, the house. Yeah, and all my friends came. And I invite them down. They won't come down when I invite them. But my kids say, hey, come on down. And boom, they're there. <laughs> Evidently, my kids are that much more fun than I am. Apparently. Yeah, I'm not very fun. Apparently. Not very fun. Uh, a couple of other things I, I want to uh, remind people about or tell them. Marsh County REMC in, in their recent uh, magazine or their release that they put out um, had a story. It was actually uh, written by Dave Llewellyn, who is the CEO of Marsh County REMC. And, and it talks about... The supply chain issues that have actually, you know, had an effect on the electric industry um, that we don't, I, you know, I, I guess I really wouldn't think about it. But he said in a recent article that uh, they are seeing shortages in equipment and materials. So transformers, wire, poles, smart meters. He said even bucket trucks are in high demand, and I, we actually know that um, from the sheriff's department, and right. uh, you know, trying to order county squad cars and that kind of stuff has been difficult. Um, but in, in some cases, too, you know, while they're hard to diff, they're difficult to get. Uh, their prices are also skyrocketing on them. Um, and he said that he actually has uh, pad-mounted transformers that were ordered last October. We're in November, so a year ago in October, and he's hoping that they will come in in the first quarter of 2023, almost 18 months later. All right, good. So, I guess. And then, of course, we don't think about it necessarily, but you have an impact from a hurricane such as we just had down in Florida where, you know— you see all these emergency services going down to help out. Well, to get 
service back up, it's going to take poles and wire and transformers and that kind of stuff. Right. So, you know, we've got service. Should we send what we have in storage down there to help them right. out, basically? Um, and he does talk a, a little bit in the article, too, of, of some things that they are doing in the co-op um, because they're in a co-op uh, with seven others. And so, you know, if somebody in that co-op needs something right. and you actually have extra of it on the shelf, uh, there's been a lot of sharing going around and doing that. They have also are doing a lot of refurbishing of older equipment uh, to keep it safe and, and so that it's maintaining its, you know, good sure. integrity of it. But, yeah, it's something I, I really would never have thought of having an impact uh, from the supply chain issue, but it does. Well, you know, it makes sense to me. If they're having trouble getting electrical components for anything, and you know, and yeah. I, I imagine they're having trouble getting any kind of thing, replacement parts. <laughs> Just like everybody else. Yeah. That's for sure. I also put a story up uh, from the Indiana State Fairgrounds. Uh, they are getting ready to once again host their holiday tradition of the lights, Christmas lights at the fairground. Um, this year's event uh, will begin uh, on November 11th. So it, it's going to start on this Friday and it will run through January 1st. It happens rain or shine or even snow. Um, and they will have amazing uh, light displays. So uh, singing snowmen who are over 20 feet tall, a life-size nativity, there's Candyland, a giant American flag. Um, there's a tunnel of lights that you drive through. Uh, it's a two-mile event that you get in your car, you turn off your headlights, um, and they're all LED, so they're reasonable to operate. Right. They don't pull as much electricity. But I can only imagine uh, the miles of wire that it must take oh, yeah. to get all of that plugged in has got to be unbelievable. Sure. Um, and it is. this is a perfect uh, thing to do, make a family tradition of going down each year and watching it. Uh, they will give you a, a, a radio dial to tune to so that you can hear the music that goes along and a synchronized, a lot of these lights are synchronized to right. the music yep. so you can watch them dance along. Um, there are some restrictions. Uh, they don't let buses in and they don't let limousines in uh, because it's just oh, too yeah, hard to make some of the turns yeah. and stuff. Um, the cost is $30 per car load. That's up to eight people. If you have more at nine to 15 people, it's $50. So, um, and tickets will be honored in two time slots. So, guests may either arrive uh, for the showtime between six and eight or the showtime between eight and 10. Um, also, the height of the vehicles are limited to 11 feet tall. So, uh, because some of that you're going to drive over with or whatever. So I don't know. I think it's just kind of a neat way to celebrate the holiday. Maybe you go down to Indianapolis and uh, do a little shopping and see the, you know, the displays right. downtown. Um, and this year, uh, the money raised benefits the Arthritis Foundation, Special Olympics, Indy Humane, and the Salvation Army. 
So you might want to check it out. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Holiday. Holiday shopping. Good stuff. Yep. It's holiday time already. Too early. Oh. Thanksgiving is still coming. Yes. Let's let's have Thanksgiving. I have to say, my my wife is Mother Christmas. She hasn't put the tree up yet? uh, No. I saw two Christmas trees going home last night. Uh, one on South Michigan and one on Muckshaw. She will uh, wait until at least after Thanksgiving. Now, minutes after the table is cleared, she may have that thing up. But, yeah, she waits until after Thanksgiving. We always used to in my house. It was after Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Me, me too. Had to wait. But, uh, yeah, she'll go. She she just goes nuts. She would, she would have every inch of every outdoor and indoor covered with some kind of decoration if she could and national lampoons right here in plymouth yeah yeah we used to have somebody here we used to go by his house what it would i used to say it looked like uh, christmas threw up on his house uh it was just like everywhere so uh we um in my previous marriage uh we would go to laporte to charlie finley's Oh yeah, the farm out there. Yeah, yeah. And and he had a, a yep. decorated. Yeah. Um, and there's a place up in I think it's probably in Granger. There's a subdivision down there, one of the high end, and they go all out. I used to go up there. Oh. Uh, back when I was single I'm and living up there. Brooke. What? Oh. Yeah, I know. And and yes, it used to I be know. free. Yeah. Back when well, I first started going. You can drop a donation going. if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah. Now I, I think yeah. they charge some kind of donation fee to get in but uh yeah they they uh they go all out up there too um was always cool i took the boys up there once we just never we're usually leaving family and uh at some point and it's a long drive and we actually went up it was like midnight or something by the time we got wow. there wow my kids stayed up late i can't i can't remember i want to say winding brook but i'm not sure that that's it that might be it. I'm not sure, but yeah, we we've been up there a couple of times. I can yeah. remember one of the houses. The one year we went had this really neat Notre Dame yeah. decorated sure. house. Yeah, which works serves two purposes. It could be Christmassy, but it's also we're supporting Notre Dame. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> I know down in India we were down there with my sister one time. They have a couple of neighborhoods that do that, but most of them down there are the uh, synchronized light shows. But there's music playing and then you you can sit out front of their house and watch the light shows and music plays there if you go up by the triway theater yeah um what is whiteman's right there they have one um and you park on the side road i think that's fourth road that goes out to uh, the old highway garage there you park there and it, it Turn the radio on. I think they actually have a sign turned to this oh, yeah. channel. Oh, yeah. station. Yeah, and you can sit there and watch it, and it's it's a lot of fun. Well, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that you said that's out by. Well, it's got to be. No, that's wrong. I was thinking that's got to be next to Itamco, but it's not. Nope, further north. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there There is another house um, just down the road. But it's on Michigan Street that they have a smaller display and the music, you know, lights dance to the music. But it's on Michigan Road, so you can't really change it. It uh, is called Winding Brook yeah, that's uh, what up I in thought. South Bend. Um, the last time we went up there, which has been several years ago, not as much participation. It used to be like, I think you were shamed 
Yeah, you know, oh, it's well, kind of yeah. like Christmas with the cranks. Yeah. You know, where's Frosty type situation. They, they shamed you to get your decorations up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody else had them. You don't want to be the one that doesn't. I'm not going to be the one in the neighborhood that doesn't. <laughs> Bye, humbug. That's it. That'd be me. Get yeah. off my lawn. I, that's not no, your Frosty. That's, that's mine. <laughs> and you're not going to let anybody force you to put frosty out until you're See, ready huh it, i never <laughs> i never had any sort of decoration for christmas ever uh until i got married that's when decorations started until then i you know when you're single you don't care if you have a tree in the house there's no kids coming over for whatever i mean you know why would you put up decorations okay i wasn't i'm never home oh, I anyway admit, i didn't put a christmas tree up last year Really? I had to have back surgery. Oh, that's And we were going right. to South Carolina, so we did not put up a Christmas tree yeah, last year. That would be Call blasphemy. Call me the Scrooge or whatever, that but yeah. That would be blasphemy in my house. You would be excommunicated from the family if you tried to do something like that in my house. Because I've suggested Well, it's that like before. if anybody wants to come put it up for me, so be it. Yeah. I've got two. I've got a white one and a green one. I've got two trees, but... The green one is too too much anymore. I I might be able to do the white one this year, because it's a smaller it's tree. Smaller. Yeah, but that green one, there's all the you know bending over, and then you got to pry all the branches apart, and yeah yeah yeah. And, <laughs> <sighs> I uh, used to insist on a a real tree. Well, then at least you don't have to pry the branches apart, you know, no, so much. But I I don't insist. I don't. I, I will never do that again. <laughs> Every year, trying to get that thing to stay in the stand and not tip over. Because the trunk is never straight. So you can cut it off to the straightest area, but it's never... So you got to make sure the bends are... You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. I would get it, uh, get it in there and think I was done, and then it would fall over, and I'd have to go back down there and chop some more off. And No, nah, I'm not doing that ever again. Now I've got an excuse. I'm old and feeble, and I don't remember how. So I don't remember how. Yeah, I'm getting that old. Okay, Rusty. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dementia setting in already. Yeah, definitely. I don't know how to use an axe. Nobody would want me to these days, I'm well, pretty sure. I, I don't know if you really use an axe or a saw would be probably... I've used both. Neither one of them easier works. thing. Neither and one of them a, works. And get a straighter cut across. But. Well, on the original cut, but yeah, you always have to shave it down. <laughs> to make it fit in yeah, the hole. Yeah, you can never get it in there. you got to yeah. shave it down. You never know how far to go up, so you'd end up, <laughs> all right, it's not far enough, chop some more off. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a fan of real trees. No, I just pull the one out of the attic, stick it in there. Yeah, there we go. See, when look, my, it's already got lights on. Just plug it in. When my dad used to do the real tree, that was fine. Cause he you did know, it. It would just be there. Yes. You know. <laughs> now I know how you got to put it up. Yeah, get good. No, I like the old days when the tree just appeared. <laughs> Magically appeared. Yeah, it just showed up. So mm. yeah. Okay. That was fun. Well, Rusty, we don't have any callers. We've given away two prizes. We've talked yeah. about the election. Yeah. Oh, I should say, if you if you know a business that would like to participate in the Christmas lighted Christmas parade, 
the more the merrier. And I'm talking, you don't have to go hog wild crazy. If you have a pickup truck and it has your business name on the side, you throw a few battery operated lights on there, a wreath on the grill or whatever, um, and you, you bring it into the parade. I know Coca-Cola, they're bringing uh, one of their delivery trucks that'll be lighted up and it'll have um, the Coca-Cola bear, right. you know, it, it on it or in it, whatever. And, you know, so that's one of them. Um, but the more the merrier. There's some talk. I think we might have a couple of semis that might show up oh, and cool. have lights on them, too. So um, they're getting geared up now that the election is over with uh, because it's going to take you a little bit of time to sure. figure this out. Yeah. And it's on Shop Small Saturday, which is the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So um, it's going to be happening in downtown Plymouth. We'll have the lighted Christmas parade. They'll light the uh, Christmas tree down in River Park Square. Santa will be there. Um, I know they're going to have uh, cookies and hot chocolate uh, down at the concession stand. So, um, But definitely looking for lots of, I mean, if we could have 30, that would be fantastic. Right. Um, you know, sometimes it's like 16 or 12 or whatever. So the more the merrier. So if you've got a business or if you have an organization, so maybe you've got some, Girl Scouts, uh, you can get those lighted up necklaces, uh, you know, put some, uh, what do you call those, glow, glow bracelets or whatever around their wrist and, uh, you know, Santa hats that have lights on them or whatever. I mean, there's just all kinds of little things. You know, it's the lighted part of it is, so kind of try and get as creative as, as you can. Oh. But uh, yeah, we'd love to have lots of participation in the lighted Christmas parade. There you go. I'd love to see the band show up and that try would be and cool. do something. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. But see, it's a Saturday after Thanksgiving, so a lot of people travel for the holiday. So they can't make the band kids be there to come no. and participate, which makes it a little more difficult. Uh, somebody could start their own band. There you go. Bring yes. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I Last year, there, I think there were a couple of bicycles. Oh, I'm sure. In the parade that yeah. had lights on it, too. So well, the idea yeah. is lights. That's, the, the, that's the big after. thing, lights. Yep. So yep. Uh, Laura Mann will come in from the mayor's office, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, but, yeah, we're looking for people to come and have some fun. On, lights. On the Saturday evening after Thanksgiving. Lots of lights. All right, Rusty. Well, <sighs> you know what? We're going to get out of here early today. Okay, we can do that. And... Means we gotta wish some folks a happy birthday. I don't have any birthdays today. So if you have a birthday, get it to us. We'll have a drawing on Friday for four cupcakes from La Dessert Cafe. Also free small drink from Coffee Lodge and a bouquet of flowers from Cash and Creek. So make sure you get your uh, birthdays in here. Anniversaries too. None of those. 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home on the line. If you can get your anniversary in here for the month of November. You got plenty of time, but don't wait. Get it in today. <laughs> yes. uh, now it's time for the trading post. You can buy, sell, trade, giveaway for hours, four days for free. So, I'm Regular's also a liquor center. Anyway, so we have uh, round bales of hay for sale. Uh, if you would like to have a round bale of hay, 
Be a conversation piece for the living room, probably. Certainly. Uh, the six-row Lilliston Cultivator, also for sale. 574-948-1148. That's 574-948-1148. Don't forget coats. Need coats. Get coats. We have what? Please. Two coats in there? Uh, yeah, not very many. Come on. More coats, folks. You can do better than that. Uh, also, you can drop them off at Beacon Credit Union, Bellman Oil, um, First Source Bank, uh, Oliver Ford Lincoln, of course, Pilot News, of course, here at the station, of course, WTCA, make that clear, and St. Michael's Catholic Church will have them. Let's go over the Elks menu. Fish, all you can oh, eat. yeah. Chicken dinner, shrimp and fish, ham and scalloped potatoes, includes the salad bar, potato and dessert they serve Fridays. 5 to 8 p.m. Carryouts available, 935-5511. Except for tonight. They're serving Wednesday nights, too. Oh, that's too. right. Yeah. And tonight is their Veterans Appreciation Meal. So yeah. if you are a veteran, head out to Plymouth Elks Lodge between 5 and 7 p.m. or until they run out. Uh, your choice is a fish basket or chicken and noodles. Well. And so veterans eat for free. Um, somebody who comes with you will pay. But There yeah, you go. Definitely. Come on out. All right. That's all I got. Me too. All right. So tomorrow is museum day, correct? It is. So it's we'll... Friday. Yeah. Oh, thank you. No, goodness. Thursday. It's only Thursday tomorrow? Yeah. Oh. Museum day tomorrow. Okay. Uh, and then Friday. Got nothing for Friday. Right oh, my now. goodness. We've got to find a guest. Yeah, we do. we got to find a guest. Yeah, we do. I don't want to struggle along with another no, one. No. So we'll... Who do you want to talk to, folks? Let yeah. us know. We'll... we'll... Who, sh- who should we hoodwink to get in here and yeah, chat with us? We'll talk to anybody. Yes. Bottom line. Anyway, museum in tomorrow. That starts at 9, so make sure you join us. And uh, till then, have yourselves a great day.